0: I am Pastor Corrine of Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at AndersonFirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message.
1: This morning's uh, lesson is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, Then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Eight billion times a day. Eight billion times a day. Isn't that an amazing number? That number reflects how collectively Americans use their cell phones. Eight billion times a day we use our cell phones or refer to them. And on an average, an individual will use them anywhere between 45 and 80 times a day. Now I'm going to ask you to literally raise your hand. How many of you have a cell phone? Look around a moment. Yeah, a lot of us. We fall right into the average for uh, the statistics for the United States. 96% of us in the United States have a cell phone. Isn't that incredible? 96% of us have a cell phone. 67% of us check our cell phones whether they buzz, beep, or ring or not. Forty-four percent of us sleep with our cell phones. I'm not going to ask for hands on that one. Forty-four percent sleep with our cell phones, and over 50 percent of us, um, over 50 percent of us refer to the cell phone for other things and say, "We can't live without our cell phones." Over 50 percent of us. That's a lot. We depend on our cell phones, right? We have them. We use them. I know I have mine right up here. I'm using it as my clock. Um, So I'm referring to it all the time. I'm guilty as one of those statistics say. We're not only dependent on cell phones. A teacher wanted to uh, bring to mind to her students what uh, how many things that they are depend on, different people and different um, things that the children depend on throughout the day. And they did what she called a human clock. And she had marked out on the floor of the classroom what looked like a clock with the numbers all around, and the students stood on the different numbers around the clock. And there were about two or three students on each number on the clock. And then they were to think about what they depended on for that hour that they were standing on. And since most of them, at least during the weekday, would get up about 6 a.m., they started with the 6 a.m. group. And they said, okay, What do you depend on at 6 a.m. in the morning? And they said, Mom, the alarm clock, water, my toothbrush, the toilet, (laughs) were kind of the answers that were received. And at 7 a.m., they depended on the bus, their backpack, Dad. Obviously, Dad was their chauffeur from time to time in that group and so they listed on and on and on and the teacher challenged them that when they talked about those things where did those things come from and they thought about where they were created and the people that would have created them and when it came to food where did the food come from not just the store but broke it down even further and they realized How dependent they were on so much for what they experienced each hour of their day. Well, you see, we are dependent. And that kind of flies in the face of what we just celebrated. We actually have our national holiday called Independence Day, right? And so we are a country that celebrates the fact that we are self-reliant, that we are self-motivated, that we are self-driven, that we can do it ourselves. We don't need anyone over us telling us what to do. And we celebrate that. We teach our children, we raise them to be independent individuals that they can think for themselves, decide things for themselves, do the things that they need to do in life. And that's a pretty good thing. But it can be taken to an extreme. There was actually a friend of mine who is now clergy, tells this story about his past. That when he was in business, he was a lucrative businessman and he had a goodbye to you account. And what he did as a businessman was he saved, he lived very frugally, he sacrificed things and saved his money in an account so that he had in a bank account a whole year's salary. And he went to his boss the day that he realized he had a whole year's salary. And he told his boss, I have a whole year's salary saved in my bank account. You can no longer tell me what to do. Or I'll just leave. Well, he got booted. <laughs> he he left without a choice. <laughs> but you see, it is to our detriment when we don't realize that we do depend on some things. We cannot be completely independent. Our scripture today that we heard is a story about the people of God who had been completely dependent in Egypt On the Egyptians, on the rulers, because you see they were slaves. They were told what to do, where to live, what to eat, how to speak, whether they could or not. What jobs they had to do. Even if they could have family or not. That was the life they had lived. They were forced into depending on the Egyptians. Now they're free. God had set them free. And God was providing for them. God provided their freedom for them. God was providing their food and their water in a place that there were none. God was providing direction for them, a pillar of fire by night, a pillar of smoke by day, and leading them when they needed to move and where they needed to move to. God was providing for them, even providing the promised land as described in our scriptures. In verse 9, we hear in this scripture, God was providing everything they needed that's pretty great isn't it you get your freedom and you get everything you ever wanted and then some i mean some of these folks had never imagined the place that they were promised was filled with an oasis in a land where that is very rare an oasis because there was a spring of water there. And so plants could flourish and they were plentiful and they could feed the people food that was sweet and succulent and wonderful, not just man in the desert, which was kind of dry. You needed a drink after every bite, that kind of dry. <laughs> God had provided all of that for them, and they were free. But God wanted something else from them. God wanted them to remember and to choose to continue to depend on God, that God was going to continue to love them and provide for them. But their gifts, their blessings came from God, not from themselves. Even their freedom came from God, not from themselves. So how did they do that? How does the people of God back then remember whether or not God set them free, whether or not God continues to provide for them. There's many things throughout the Old Testament that we hear that the people of God then were told to do to remember. The one was out of the Ten Commandments that Moses had brought down to the people and saying, keep the Sabbath holy. In other words, on this day particular, worship your God. With all that you do, all the time that you have, it's God's day. And celebrate that with God. They were invited to remember the Passover, this act of salvation where god had freed them from the egyptians they were invited to keep on the doorposts and they actually have an apparatus that the jewish people keep on their doorposts exterior interior doorways it's called the mezuzah and they are to touch it every time they move through a doorway and that is a reminder to them that god is present and has provided for them whatever it is they're doing wherever it is they're going god is with them they are called and challenged to teach their people they are called to talk about god with each other when they're walking around when they're sitting down when they're just visiting with the neighbor They're to talk about God. And so the people of God were given ways in order to remember that they are fully dependent on God for all it is that they are experiencing. Well, how do we do that? We're no different than the Israelites. All that we have comes from our God. We are just as dependent in our freedom. God sets us free and invites us, just like he did the Israelites, to move into that relationship with God, remembering and celebrating and praising God. For all that God provides, day in and day out. One of the things that we can do in remembering, one part that's very familiar to us, that we claim it also comes out of the Old Testament, Psalm 23, just the very first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. That is a song for us out of the Old Testament that declares our dependence on our God. There's a story of a young man who was dying. He was beloved by his family members being watched over by them. He was in a state that he could no longer speak or communicate with his family and really Too weak to do much of anything, but just lay and listen. And the family told the pastor when the pastor came to visit, I don't know that he's going to really hear you. He can't respond to anything that you're going to say. But we're really concerned about him because when he was speaking to us, he was afraid He was afraid that God had forgotten him, that this was a punishment from God, that God no longer loved him. And so with that knowledge, the pastor went in to sit beside his bed. And he taught him something. He talked about something. And he lifted the young man's hand. And he said, I want you to remember, you've got the five fingers, I want you to remember this. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And he talked about what each of those meant to the young man. What it meant. Who our Lord is and how our God loves us. And he shared with him Romans 8. Where nothing in all creation, neither here nor in the heavens, can separate us from the love of God. That's the kind of God that is our Lord. My shepherd. He talked about what it means to have A God to claim that love for yourself. And what it means that God is our shepherd. That he provides all that we need when we need it. Spiritually, physically, God provides. The next day the pastor received a phone call. The young man had died during the night. But the family did not understand what they saw when they went in. And so they called the pastor to see what might have been shared during that time. Because you see, the young man died holding on to his ring finger. Holding on to my. The Lord is my shepherd declaring his dependence completely on God. We do that, too. We, too, claim that God is my shepherd. And we live it out through our prayers, through worshiping together, through depending on God and turning to God's word, we also share that in the rights that we have as the people of God. Those ceremonial rights we call sacraments. Baptism is a public declaration that I am declaring my dependence on my God. Communion is a declaration that we are making that when we share in communion, we say, thank you, God, for the sacrifice that you made on my behalf through Jesus Christ. I depend completely on you because I could not do that myself. That's simply of God. So I invite you, as we as a nation have celebrated our Independence Day, I invite you to celebrate your Dependence Day. The day that you recognize that you too are dependent completely on your God. Which my prayer for you is that is every single day. Amen.